Voice of St. Louis original podcast. Welcome into the St. Louis All Local Podcast from the KMOX Newsroom, where we get you up to date on the St. Louis happenings in about 10 minutes. Today is Wednesday, September 20th. I'm Michael Calhoun. Our top local story, St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones will be given a briefing on the City Justice Center, but will not be accompanied by any members of the Board of Aldermen. Congressional Representative Cory Bush recently toured the CJC, which critics decried as a sanitized tour. Although he won't be joining Mayor Jones, Alderman Rasheen Aldridge prefers spontaneous visits instead of scheduled ones like Mayor Jones will have on Thursday. When it comes to a visit, uh, you know, I think it's important that it's it's very organic. You know, the issues that uh, need to be seen are seen because I think that only helps us moving forward. Several members of the Board of Aldermen have made their own visits in recent weeks. In August, the CJC had two detainees die and a guard taken hostage. Sean Malone, KMOX News. I'm Maria Kina. The Detention Facilities Oversight Board also will not be allowed in Mayor Jones' briefing. Reverend Darrell Gray tells KMOX neither he or any other board members were invited, but he has heard that clergy will be part of that meeting. Despite numerous attempts, Gray says neither Director of Corrections or Interim Public Safety Director will meet with the board. Charles Coyle did send two letters to the board advising them they would not be allowed to view video of last month's uprising and hostage situation, and they would have to complete training before being allowed into the CJC. Reverend Gray intends to invite Director Coyle, Jennifer Clemens Abdullah, Circuit Attorney Gabe Gore, and St. Louis Police Chief Robert Tracy to the board's next oversight meeting. Car thefts continue to be a problem in St. Louis. Last week, 131 cars were stolen. Lieutenant Michael McAteer. In addition, over the past weekend in the downtown and downtown West neighborhoods, there were reports of one robbery, one aggravated assault, two simple assaults, and a total of 10 vehicles broken into. Auto workers near Kansas City are no longer on the assembly line today. CNBC auto correspondent Phil LeBeau. General Motors has idled its plant in Fairfax, Kansas. That is just west of Kansas City. That's where they make the Cadillac CT4 as well as the Chevy Malibu. That means that they will be laying off approximately 2,000 workers there. That's because General Motors says it's not getting the necessary metal frames which would normally be stamped at the striking Wentzville, Missouri plant. Automakers are moving some things around in anticipation of Friday's deadline Auto reporter Jeff Gilbert explains why. Biggest things that car makers are trying to do is to make sure spare parts get to dealerships. That's the biggest concern right now. They they know that they don't have the people to actually make vehicles. Cleanup begins at the Seafood City Supermarket in University City, abandoned since March with no electricity. The smell is so putrid that it's hard to knock down even with an N95 mask. The team here that's in charge of cleaning things up Bio One tells me it's one of the worst scenes they've ever been to. Everything's just covered with cockroaches or um, nasty, like the, there's a hole in the roof and rainwater had came down and that's also contaminated a lot of the stuff. So we also have to get rid of that. While I'm not allowed inside because it is a health risk, they're wearing full hazmat gear in there head to toe. I can see from the windows, there are a countless amount of flies flying around on abandoned products. Stuart McMillan, KMOX News. The FDA is calling for more data before approving the first needle-free alternative to epinephrine. Nephi is a nasal spray used to treat severe allergic reactions. Many parents of kids with severe allergies were excited about its possible approval, but the FDA says more studies are needed before they would sign off on it. The drug's maker says it was very surprised by the rejection since an FDA advisory committee approved it in May. 
Fred Bottomer, KMOX News. Earlier this year, KMOX News took an in-depth look at how schools monitor what students do online. Now there's new research. Parent concerns about privacy are high and rising. We actually saw a 12 percentage point jump over where they were last year. KMOX virtual consumer editor Megan Lynch has the latest. Administrators say efforts to watch what students do in their digital lives is a way to keep them and classrooms safe. A new survey of teachers, students, and parents from the Center for Democracy and Technology reveals concerns about privacy and censorship. Teachers say the introduction of artificial intelligence has now complicated things even more. Over half didn't receive any training on generative AI and only 24% received training on how to respond if they thought a student used it in ways that they shouldn't be able to. And with that said, even though they didn't get a lot of support, over half of teachers report that they know of a student who's gotten in trouble for using it. The center's Elizabeth Laird says a coalition of more than a dozen groups has written to the U.S. Department of Education, urging more guidance for schools and a review of whether monitoring and content blocking technology violates civil rights and hampers learning. Megan Lynch, KMOX News. Megan's got more on the report tomorrow morning at 822 as part of Total Information AM. The KMOX business desk, Anheuser-Busch, says it'll stop cutting the tail off of the famous Budweiser Clydesdales. The decision comes after months of pressure from PETA. Senior Vice President Kathy Guillermo says the procedure has lasting impact on horses. They rely on these tails to get rid of insects that can drain up to a cup of blood a day from, from these animals. It's also an important balancing mechanism for them. They rely on their tails when they run, when they stop, when they turn. The procedure was traditionally done to prevent the tail from interfering with harness and carriage equipment, but Guillermo says today it is done purely for cosmetic reasons. Now... KMOX team coverage. As we continue on KMOX, is there movement on changes to improve conditions at the troubled St. Louis City Justice Center? We've told you about inmate deaths, hostage situations, riots, other incidents inside of the facility. Uh, KMOX News has been digging into this situation. Our Maria Kina and Sean Malone are in studio. You know, we've had, uh, you reported on intake new inmates not being able to be brought into the facility before. Members of the Community Oversight Board have not been able to evaluate the true conditions of the jail. One of them was arrested uh, trying to get inside. Just kind of give us a timeline, first off, Maria, on the issues that we've had at the CJC. The most recent was the end of August, and that's where it happened early in the morning. Uh, They were serving breakfast, and one of the corrections officers apparently was overtaken by two of the detainees. He was tied up uh, for a couple of hours and essentially held hostage. It was over two hours before they even called in the St. Louis Police Department SWAT team. They arrived. They quelled the situation. Uh, That corrections officer was seriously injured. Then they held a briefing later on the day. The commissioner, uh, Jennifer Clemens Abdullah, and made no reference to the fact that just two days earlier, and there was another inmate death. There have been nine for the year, but this was the second one in two weeks, Terrence Smith. And trying to get answers about his death, the oversight board just isn't, that isn't happening. They've extended offers to the public safety director, also to the director of the jail, and they're just not getting those answers from anyone. They won't even respond to them. Commissioner Coyle did, but he essentially admonished them for not taking the training that they were supposed to have. That's the oversight board members, that is. And one of the things that Reverend Gray, Daryl Gray, who is the chairman of the oversight board, is questioning, all these other people are being allowed into the facility since this happened, and yet did they go through that training? And I don't think they're getting those answers. Yeah, Sean, there are a lot of questions um, from some of the mayor's allies about 
the qualifications, the job performance, whether the corrections commissioner should still be in that job. Yeah, and I, I just the other day, earlier this week, I had a chance to speak with Megan Green at an event and asked her about specifically her statement saying that there is a call, you know, calling for immediate change in leadership at the City Justice Center. A lot of people on face value immediately took that as, oh, she's talking about Jennifer Clemens Abdullah. When I asked her about if she still stands by that, she still kept it vague, just saying leadership. And when I asked the follow-up question that we've all been wondering Does that include the commissioner of the City Justice Center? She did say yes, that there are conversations ongoing about her job status as the commissioner of the City Justice Center. Now, Maria, you're one of the few reporters who's actually been able to question Jennifer Clemens Abdullah. Uh, What did you take away from that last conversation? Uh, She was very reluctant, very cautious with anything that she would say. When I asked if there were weapons involved, she said no. We found out later there were makeshift weapons that the detainees had made. Um... I asked her why she felt the need to wear a flak jacket while she was in there that day. And she says sometimes when she's in the facility, she does. But she was very vague. I mean, what they when you would ask specific questions, why were these detainees allowed to overtake the corrections officer? Where were the other corrections officers? And you, you couldn't get an answer about that. She would say that's part of the investigation. Now you touched on um, this tour that Mayor Jones plans to take uh, tomorrow at the CJC. And, Sean, you've been trying to figure out Who's going on this tour with the mayor? We know it's not any of the aldermen on the committee who oversee this, and it's not any of those members of the community that Maria's mentioned who are on this community oversight board. So who do we know who's going on this tour? And that's the big question is who is going on this tour and this briefing of the City Justice Center? And then the other question with that is how kind of scrubbed is the place going to be? I know recently Corey Bush, U.S. representative from St. Louis, also had a tour before she returned to Congress of the City Justice Center. And a lot of critics called that a sanitized tour. You know, it's almost like when mom says, you know, hey, I'm going to be home later today. That room better be clean. And you start pushing clothes underneath the bed, throwing things in the closet that aren't supposed to be there. And Alderman Aldridge, who I had a chance to speak to, said that's why he prefers, you know, just pop in tours. And the vice chair, Janice Menza of the Oversight Board, that's what uh, they were arrested over. They they just went in there, sat down, and then eventually the St. Louis Police Department was called in and took them out in handcuffs. Sat down in the lobby and said, I'd like to go inside. Who do I talk to about this? And they would not. They would not allow that. Uh, Sean, uh, what, what did you learn from Alderman Aldrich about how the board plans to uh, to assert its authority over this and, and maybe force some change? Well, on the point that Maria made earlier about the training that needs to be done, Alderman Aldrich uh, introduced legislation earlier this week about that specifically. Uh, the two big takeaways, it was clarifying what that training is and what it entails, because when it was first set up, it was just vague that training had to be done. And they would feel like sometimes they did some training and then the goalposts would move on them and know this now needs to be done, in fact, if you want to be able to have a tour. Kind of set some standards around the training but the other big thing as well that I'm, I'm not sure is really being touched on enough is the board will be getting outside counsel now initially their legal counsel was the same as the city's and to wrap up uh, maria kina on friday we'll hear from members of this community oversight board who are not going to be allowed to be a part of this briefing tomorrow that, that's correct 11 o'clock they will stage a press conference out in front of the city justice center to respond to mayor jones going into the, the facility and the people that she's taking with her because their concerns are they cannot once again get a meeting with the public safety director or the commissioner of the jail and they just seem to be getting blocked everywhere they go and have to emphasize that many of those in the city justice center have not been convicted they are awaiting trial 
innocent until proven guilty, and these are the conditions that those who are awaiting their chance are having to contend with. And that's the thing. These are not inmates. They're detainees mm-hmm. at this point. They've been charged, but as you said, they haven't been found guilty of any crimes at this point yet. And in a lot of cases, haven't even had hearings yet and have been in there for months and months and months. KMOX's Maria Kina and Sean Malone, thank you so much for your reporting and digging into this. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Michael Calhoun. Thank you for subscribing and tuning in to the St. Louis All Local. Subscribe on your favorite app.